my inner knowing, empowering you to find your compass for the journey. We are dedicated to supporting you to rediscover and trust your natural ability to navigate life each day by sharing insight and experience through the lens of two professional communicators and their guests. We intend to prompt internal inquiry that supports all those willing to explore a unique path. Well, hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm great. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. Should we tell them what that means? (laughs) Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Oh. Yeah, I've heard that. But I think fine is a pretty good... Pretty good lead in to what you want to talk about, which is something I've called the true, true. Yeah. Yeah. When thinking about different ways that we can work on practicing our inner knowing, the true, true was something that you mentioned, I don't know. Six years ago, you had seen it in a movie called... Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Ali Berry and Tom Hanks. And and I I don't remember the context specifically. (laughs) What I remember is what I came away with from your sharing and from that scene in the movie. Because I think, I don't remember if we watched the whole movie or if it was just that scene that you showed me. But what I remember taking away from that was this awareness that when someone asks us to share what we're thinking, or even if someone is more direct in saying, tell me the truth, that we rarely are sharing what's really happening for us. Often we're doing the shoulds and supposed tos. What what should I say right now? What am I supposed to say right now? What is the least offensive thing? What is, or maybe the most offensive thing, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not this intentional, thoughtful (laughs) process where we take the time to consider what it is we are really thinking, feeling, emotionally or in our body. And so it is something that we implemented back then in our relationship. The true, true is very uncomfortable. If you think about having a conversation with someone and they say, well, what's the truth? I think even then when someone asks us that, our first reaction is still protection, not vulnerability (laughs) or authenticity. It's still what is the best way, whatever best means to respond in this situation. What do you think about the true, true? I think the true, true is difficult. Mm -hmm. It takes work. It's hard to tell yourself the true, true. Yes. Most every day. I doubt (laughs) I tell myself the true, true most of the time. Yeah, I'm interested actually in your thoughts about, I mean, it just strikes me that there needs to be some understanding in the relationship about, you know, when somebody asks for the true, true, 
what is going to take place because you know, when you don't exercise filters or manage your information, as my sister says, <laughs> you know, in relationship, that's hard and it can be extremely uncomfortable. It can be hurtful, but I think when we've done it successfully in the past, it was based on conversations about it and coming to a place of believing that in your relationship, when you know you come to that point, and it's not a point in the relationship, it's just a point along the spectrum of the relationship when the true true gets called for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or asked for, mm-hmm. that the other person is not going to abandon you. I mean, they may get their feelings hurt, but there's a difference when it's like there's an understanding, and maybe this is too pie in the sky, babe, but when there, to me, when there's an understanding of trust in non-abandonment and knowing that you love one another, and you described it best, I think, building a bridge strong enough to bear the weight of the truth. Right. And I don't remember where that quote came from. I just know that it is something that I believe is true. <sighs> It's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking about the trust piece that you just mentioned. Yeah, the true, true, I think, could be used and abused easily. (laughs) Sure. Right? Sure. But the true, true, when we are, when both of us want to be in the relationship, when we want healthy relationship, when we have built some trust between us that we that we genuinely want our best selves to come out. And I want to support you and your best self and you want to support me and my best self. So I do think, I don't know that it's pie in the sky, but I think it's a lot of work to get to that place in relationship where it is trusting that the other person is being as clear as they can as discerning as they can about what's happening for them, that it's not reactive. And when I say discerning, I'm thinking about with the least amount of emotion as I can in that moment get clear because we are human (laughs) and there will always be some, but it's the least amount of emotion in our sharing with each other. So when I think about like a true, true experience, so we, again, want the relationship, we want healthy relationship. We're both putting forth effort for there to be healthy relationship. And we both want to grow and keep growing because the true, true is that it's like getting information that can help you grow. And again, it is rarely information that we want to hear. Like you were saying, I don't tell myself the true, true. Yeah. Every day, what this is really about for me. Why am I really feeling this way? Why am I really choosing what I'm choosing today? So the true, true, just making up a scenario, because I can't think of one like specifically to, to bring forward right now, but if you asked me, Teresa, I want the true, true from you. 
about that situation. For me, my process would be that I would for sure take a breath. I would make sure that both of my feet are (laughs) planted firmly on the ground. I would be asking myself, where are you right now, Teresa? What's happening for you? Are you present? Are you grounded? Because if not, then I would need to tell you that. I don't think I'm clear enough right now to tell you that because I don't know that I have anything that's helpful to say. But I do put effort into getting grounded because I want to respond to your inquiry because there's a reason that you're asking. There's information that you're wanting. Then it's typically an awareness of an emotion that I am struggling with. And maybe it's my own fear. Maybe it's my own shame. Maybe it's fear that I don't know how to say what I want to say. So I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm typically quiet, and I'm trying to get clear. Is what I want to say helpful? Is it not? Is it snarky? Is it reactive? Because you know often that when we're in relationship, because we are a little crazy, we often try to prove to someone that we, I, have value by making you feel less than. And so I'm asking myself, Is what I'm sharing me trying to prove value, my own value? Am I trying to make me better? Am I trying to make you feel less than? And I'm not saying these are easy questions to answer, but I am asking myself a lot of questions as I'm sitting there trying to get really clear on what it is that I would want to share that I feel like is authentic, truthful, clear, and kind, even if it is hurtful. So it's not a quick answer by any means. (laughs) I may sit there for 30 seconds or a minute or two really trying to be thoughtful about the answer when I'm asked by you, because you are the only person that would ask me. What's your true, true about that, Teresa? So what about for you? What's it like for you? If I asked you, babe, I want the true, true, what's that process like for you? Well, what was coming to mind as you were talking was the, you know, the work that we did with the Gottman uh method. And I think it's important to point out that if you are in the heat of some issue in the relationship, you know, and you're elevated and reactive, angry, all those things. Mm. The true, true experiment is probably not the best time (laughs) to do it. And sometimes that's when it gets asked. (laughs) And I think that, you know, if you're asking in the midst of it, you're amped too. Yeah. 
and vice versa, yeah, right? Fear, oh, abandonment. Well, we're, right? That's we're oh, doing yeah. that dance, and we've talked about. You know, a lot of times when we're in that space, it's not even our you know uh, middle aged adults <laughs> right. who are having the conversation. It's our teenagers yeah. or younger, our little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in our internal teenagers and little kids. Yeah, not our literal. <laughs> Thanks teenagers. for clarifying. Yeah. Yes, we send our children in to do battle. <laughs> No, I'm talking about our inner children. Right. And I'm sure we could do a whole segment on that. But in any event, if they're running the show or if we're reactive and steamed, that's not the time to do this. That's the time to take a break. Right. And see if, you know, a set time. And I don't want to do injustice to the Gottman method because it's great stuff. If you guys haven't seen it, look it up. It's very helpful. helpful. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I would probably exercise that option. No, it's not time for that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I need a break. I'm calling timeout. And I don't remember the wording, but you know, that's when right. you separate and go into different spaces for us, you know, an agreed period of time, of time 10 minutes, right. mm-hmm. come back. If you're still amped as all get out, <laughs> it's time to take another break. So until you can regulate, right, and come back the same way. And so I would love to say that I'm as intentional about it as you are, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like giving this like, tell me more, <laughs> look tell over me here. more. <laughs> well, you know, I'm still, I still have to work through the fear of abandonment and the shame of whatever it might be, you know, fear of hurting you, that kid, there's like a codependency piece. There's all kinds of things that go on in my mind. And I wish that I could say, well, I do the same thing you do. <laughs> I plant both feet firmly on the ground and, you know, search myself for <laughs> all those answers. I'm more, I guess, intuitive than that. <laughs> and so maybe not as artful about it either, but in any event, you know, it's that, but I think the the strengthening of the relationship occurs when even if it's not a thing of beauty and it might be a hatchet job even, you know, but recognizing that, you know, either I want it or you've asked for it and, you know, having my best intention to share the real thought process that's going on, you know, what's really in my heart or what's really you know, troubling me or what's really, you know, is turning my crank, you know, whatever it is so that you can understand. And I just think so often we just can't get past all those layers. I mean, tell, you know, with the layers that I'm talking about, yeah. I'm guessing you yeah. see that every day, <laughs> you know, not every day, but when you do couples yeah, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. One of the things that came to mind as you were talking was you know, to be kind. And it made me think about this lesson that I had about 15 years ago when I was at a retreat. And one of the exercises we were doing was on shadow work. And the shadow work was helping us see the parts of ourself we don't see. And I thought my shadow was anger because when I was young, I was so angry. And So I did the exercise, and during the exercise, I realized anger wasn't my shadow. And I went up to the instructor, 
and said, I recognize anger is not my shadow. And I'm really trying, I'm struggling to understand what is. And he said, does being mean nicely speak to you? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's about to be the true, true moment, isn't it? (laughs) Right. Right. And I just walked away from the conversation. Like I had no idea like what he was talking about. And I was on my way home and um, on a plane with a colleague. And I was telling this story in a, of an event that had happened over the that five days we were there. And as I'm telling the story, I was like, oh, that's what he's talking about. So for me, it was a situation where someone had come into our group that was closed. It was a closed group. And so the same people were there every time we went to do our work. And I don't know if this was a setup to this day or not, but part of me thinks this was a setup. Um, But this guy came in and he showed up at the retreat place and had his two young kids. And it's like we all went into our parts. And we were on break and he took over. This woman was trying to play a singing bowl and she was having a difficult time. And I felt like he was very rude and took over the process from her. And so I was going to show him up by doing it better than him. And so instead of being direct and just saying, hey, you know, this is our space. This is our time. I would appreciate it if you would step out. I just said, hey, I'd like to do that. And then I started playing the singing bowl. And I just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing. Perfectly. Perfectly. Right. Just yeah. Just killing it, right? And what I realized on that plane ride home as I'm telling that was that I was being passive aggressive. Instead of being direct and what I was struggling with, I just like <sighs> tried to make him feel less than. But what I realized also on the flight back was that I feel like I hurt the woman who was trying to play too. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Because I wasn't just showing him, right, that I could do better than him. In my mind, I was actually protecting her. But I never had a conversation with her until I came back the next time. And then I let her know that I was so sorry that I was really in this place of codependency and passive aggressiveness <laughs> that I, I was not clear in my intention. I felt like I was doing something to protect her, to be mean passively to him. And there wasn't anything about that interaction that was healthy or helpful. But I did learn to see myself more clearly. And, and in a way I did ask for the true, true when I went, when I went up to him, even though I didn't really understand that that's what I was asking, nor did I understand his feedback until a day or two later. And then I have worked on that piece of growth since, and it is hard. (laughs) Codependency. I feel like the codependency piece, I'm still, working on a lot. I mean, I'm often still putting effort into 
what I think others need for me. I think the passive aggressive piece I have gotten much better about that. That hit me right upside the head. And then also the recognition of where it came from too, that it was just something that I had seen my whole life. And I thought this is just how you were in relationship. So like a family legacy thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And generational in my, trauma. Yeah and, yeah. and yeah, just learning like this is re- what relationship is. And it's like, ugh. well, it is common, but it's not kind and it's not healthy. So let me, can I ask you? Yeah. One? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm curious. Yes. As you were standing there with the singing bowl uh-huh. and the woman is, uh, where was she? Just sitting on the floor. She's she seated on the floor. Yeah, and I'm she, seated on the floor too. Where she had had the mm-hmm. bowl and yeah. where's the guy? Sitting there too. Okay. Yeah. So you've joined and made a circle now. Yeah. So as you're playing it well, what were you feeling in your body at the start of when you started that? And then I'm assuming at some point you stopped. Yeah, because I couldn't do it anymore because my arm hurts. So oh. <laughs> I was going to this place where you had a realization in the midst of it that, wait a minute, no. No, 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 no. no. You just put that gold star on your chart and said, there you go. There you go. Mic drop. (laughs) Well, let's go, let's fast forward a couple of days or however long Uh until you're in the plane ride Uh with a friend and you're sharing the story and then it dawns on you to... So it dawns on you. What are you feeling in your body at that point when all of a sudden you're recognizing your own true, true? Oh, sure. You know, it was, I just remember just being so surprised and wide-eyed and, wow, I have to really look at my life differently in, like, current relationship, past relationships, (laughs) You know, I remember coming home and sharing that story with my husband that I was married to at the time. And and I, I said, do you see me do that? Do I do that? And he's like, all the time. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> because I had always considered myself kind. I mean, after I was a teenager and had worked through <laughs> sure. some stuff, but to see myself so clearly that I did mean nicely, um, that was hard. It was hard. But, you know, for me, I don't want to harm people. I know I harm people. I still harm people, but I don't want to. And so for me, the true true is an opportunity for me to continue growing. If I can't get the true true, then I can't grow. Not as easily. I mean, I will never stop searching for it on my own, but having feedback from people, gosh, helps me so much. And I think about, gosh, the people that have taught me the most since that time really have been my children. Interesting. How so? Well, once I realized that, that I was harming people intentionally, it shifted how I parented. And, and it was just a conversation that I started having with my kids that I wanted to know. And I started saying to them, at some point in your life, you'll have a realization that I have harmed you. Something that I have said, done, didn't say, or didn't do. 
And all I ask is that you come talk to me about it. (laughs) Yeah. And most likely what I worry about, you probably don't remember. And the things you're upset about, I may not remember. But I don't want to harm you. And it doesn't mean I'm not your mom. And it doesn't mean I don't set boundaries. But sometimes I'm going to do things that harm you because it's just all that I've known up to that point in my life. So I want you to teach me so that I can reduce the amount of times that I harm you. I know that I will. And so I feel like since that experience, even though I didn't call it the true true, you know, with my kids, that started with you and I. It's something that I have asked for. And I don't regret it, even though, who it's hard. Well, I mean, as you were sharing, there were tears and a lot of emotion. I mean, mm-hmm. what are the tears about for you as you're talking about this? Well, this one level of not wanting to harm my children, for sure, as best I can. And again, you know, in knowing and accepting my humanness. But I, I want them to experience me as experiencing them as separate from myself, as their own individual that sees the world in their own way, their own lens and their own experience. And I would say some of my own wish for that for myself from others. Tell me more. For us to be given the freedom from others to have that conversation. I think that's rare for us to walk up to someone that we care for and say, I know that I'm going to harm you with something that I say, do, didn't do, didn't say. And when I do, because I will, would you come talk to me about it so that we can talk through that and share our experiences? I think instead we create distance and separation, avoidance. And so I think, you know, no doubt the tears or sadness of you know, lost relationship. I mean, who? I mean, you can just think of how many people have come and go in our lives, right? Some that, you know, we wish that we had been able to repair with. So, who? Full circle. Full all circle. All the way back to the true, true. <laughs> We're going to have to have another session on this because here's the next question that I wanted to open up a whole other hour of discussion. But it is when you ask for the true, true, and then you get it. Yeah. But your ego wants to respond. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that will be. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes you angry when you hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well. This is True True Part 1. <laughs> we'll get to True True Part 2526. Two. <laughs> right. Well, not today will we do Part 2, but yeah, we will good. We will do Part 2. We'll come back to 
what are some things that you can do to support yourself when you do ask for the true true and you want to defend yourself? Yeah. yeah. But the, and, the freedom, you know, I just thought about this as you were saying lost relationship, but the freedom that comes from making the offer. Mm-hmm. Right. About, you know, and it isn't just, it, you know, I'm going to harm you in the future. Let me know. But it's also, especially with our children or yes. family members. Yes. What did I say or didn't say or what did I do or didn't do that harmed you? If you, right. something comes up, I want you to tell me. Yes. I mean, the freedom and the reestablishment or the finding. Yeah. You know, things that we used to know that we forgot and now we found it again. Oh, yeah. It lays the groundwork for that potentially. And maybe not. Maybe it's hurt feelings, but the willingness to risk it. Well, and I think, you know, I know for me, it's something you have to say over and over again. Not every week, not every month. (laughs) But I do remember, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. I was at home and all of my children happened to be there. And I said it. And my oldest son said, there is something. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) right. Part two coming up. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I will share that, that process in part two. Thanks for today. Yeah. Same to you. Yeah. See you next time. Mm -hmm. I love you. Love you too. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited to explore life with you. We encourage curiosity, self-growth, and we strive to be more compassionate every day.